some drastic action. present a seaside saga of post-war peer perpetuation written by Harold Snowd and Michael Knowles, starring John LeMessurier as Arthur Wilson, Ian Lavender as Frank Pike, and Bill Pertwee as Mr Hodges in... It sticks out half a mile! The time, 1948. The place, Swallows Bank, Frambourne-on-Sea, somewhere on the south coast. Hello, Swallows Bank. Miss Perkins, Chief Cashier speaking. Hello, it's Bert Hodges here. I'm sorry, this is a bad line. I said it's Bert Hodges here. Oh, yes, Mr Bert Hodges. Do you want our foreign department? <laughs> foreign department? What are you talking about? I said it's Bert Hodges here. Ah, oh, the line's cleared now, you should have said. <laughs> are you today? It's lovely weather, isn't it? Look, I haven't got time for chit-chat. Just put me through to Wilson. I'm afraid he's on the phone at the moment. What was it you wanted to talk to Mr Wilson about? Well, it's, it's to do with the estimates for the pier. Are they going to be a bit high? Yeah, I'm afraid they are. It's not the material so much, provided we can get them. It's the labour costs. Really? Oh, yeah. Do you realise that a painter alone wants one and fourpence an hour? One and fourpence an hour! Does he really? I mean, it's just weekdays. They work Saturday afternoons, they want time in a third. So that would be, uh, would be, uh, uh, well, it's a lot of money. <laughs> Why don't you ask for volunteers to help with the work? Volunteers? Yes, you know, people who would come along and work for nothing. I know what volunteers are, thank you. <laughs> I'm sure there must be lots of people who'd be only too glad to lend a hand. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. We don't want anything like that. Everybody's sticking their oar in. Well, it was just a thought. Yes, well, thank you very much. Now, would you put me through to Wilson? This call is costing a fortune. Right you are. Oh, he's just come out of his office. Mr Wilson, this call's for you. Who is it? Mr Hodges. Oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, good morning, Mr Hodges. What can we do for you? I've just had the estimates in for repairs to the pier. Oh, dear, have you? Look, why don't you pop along to the crooked house on the pier and, and you and me and Pikey can discuss them. I'm afraid I'm rather busy at the moment. Look, four o'clock would be a good time. I don't mind telling you, it's going to cost a lot more than we thought. Well, I did warn you. However, I've had an idea. It's just come to me. How we can save on labour costs. Oh, what is it? Well, why don't we sort of ask people to donate their services? For nothing? Oh, that's it. You're catching on fast. You mean ask for volunteers? Well, yes, I suppose you could put it like that. Actually, it's an idea I've been mulling over for some time. <laughs> I'm sure there must be lots of people who'd be only too glad to lend a hand to restore the pier. Oh, look, Pikey, there's Guthrie. He could be our first volunteer. Yeah. Better be nice to him for a change. Right, right. Well, where is Mr Guthrie, Frank? Oh, so it is, Mr Hodges. Hello, it's Flotsam and Jetsam. Oh, very good. Yes, <laughs> nice to hear you're happy in your work, Mr Guthrie. I see you're repairing the deck chairs, getting them ready for the trippers, eh? No, no, I'm repairing this chair for me to sit on. Oh, and why not? Yeah. How are you today, Fred? You feeling all right? Of course I am. Lovely day, isn't it, Mr Guthrie? If you like drizzling rain, I expect it is. <laughs> oh, he's a wag, isn't he, Frank? Oh, he certainly is, Bert, yes. It's all right for you, but all this damp plays havoc with my joints. You mean the glue won't dry? I'm not, <laughs> I'm not talking about wooden joints, I'm talking about 
my joints. Oh, I'm sorry. I am a martyr to rheumatism, I am. Yes, well, we're very sorry to hear that, aren't we, Frank? Oh, we are indeed, Bert. I've got just the thing for that. You want to get some wintergreen and garlic and mix them together. Wintergreen and garlic? Then rub it on your joints. It may not ease the rheumatics, but you'll be so busy worrying about the smell, you'll forget about the pain. (laughs) (laughs) Very witty. Well, now, Mr Guthrie, we've had our little ups and downs in the past, haven't we? Yes, I suppose you could say that. And our little disagreement? I've just said that, Frank. Oh, I'm sorry. On the old Mr Guthrie, well, we rub along pretty well, eh? Like chalk on a blackboard, you might say. (laughs) No, but putting aside any little differences, we do share a common interest. Really? I didn't know you kept whippets. Nor did I. (laughs) How long have you had them? Oh, not talking about whippets. I mean, Mr Guthrie, what are you standing on at this moment? My feet. No, under them. Well, the floor of the pier. Well, there you are, then. You're interested in floorboards? No, Mr Hodges means the pier itself. Me? Interested in the pier? That's a laugh. I work here, and that's as far as my interest goes. You see, what we have in mind is to launch a campaign to help restore the pier. Oh, yeah? And we're going to ask people to give their time. I see. And we thought you might like to start the ball rolling by working a little extra overtime. For which I wouldn't get paid. He's got the idea, Mr Hodges. You really are a couple of comedians. You're wasted here, you know. You should be on the stage. (laughs) Place to save the pier. Listen. If you think I'm going to work for nothing, you've got another thing coming. Oh, come on now. Where's your patriotism? What are you talking about? Oh, the war's only been over three years. You can't have forgotten how we answered our country's call to arms. Oh, I can't be doing with all that nonsense. We've got the same sort of situation here, but now we're fighting to save the pier. Well, you and Sonny Jim can fight. I'm going for my dinner. Aren't you going to help us with our campaign, Mr Guthrie? Where's the old Churchill spirit? Churchill spirit? You know what you can do with that, don't you? Why did he do that, Bert? Does it mean he'll be back at two o'clock? Sir Guthrie wouldn't uh, volunteer. You didn't really expect him to, did you? I can't get over his attitude. I'm sure there must be hundreds of people out there only too willing to help. But how do we reach them? Advertising. Precisely. Now, Pikey and me have drawn up a few eye-catching slogans. See what you think. What about, your peer needs you? Yes. Will that have a picture of you, sort of, uh, pointing aggressively? Of course not. I'm glad. I mean, we don't want to frighten people away. (laughs) How about, your peer needs supporting? Well, that sounds as if it's just about to collapse. (laughs) Right, how about, come along and lend a hand, make your peer the best in the land? Yes, it's got something. I don't quite know what, but, uh, something. (laughs) Or... Don't let your peer just stand and rot. Come and give it everything. Mm, yes. That, see, that one's not quite right yet, but I'm working on it and working on it. Yes, well, I, I'm sure you'll come up with something, Frank, given time. <laughs> yes, well, I don't think we can wait that long. Now, look, we'll stick to my original idea. Your peer needs you. Mm-hmm. Now, if we put this in the paper, which column should it go in to get the best effect? How about births? What are you talking about, Frank? We know. The birth of a new idea. In that case, you could just as easily put it under deaths. The death of an old peer. Look, I don't think you're taking this very seriously, Arthur. Now, it'll need to be featured in a good position. I'd better give the Chronicle a ring. I wonder what they'll charge. They'd probably do us a special rate. Yes, yes. Well, thank you, Mr Sims. I'll see to that now. 
Excuse me, Miss Perkins, can I see you for a minute? Oh, hello, Mr. Pike. Hello. Goodness me, you are loaded down. <laughs> These are the posters and collecting tins for our campaign to get support for the pier. Oh, so Mr. Hodges decided to use my idea after all. What idea was that? To ask for volunteers to help restore the pier. Oh, it was your idea, was it? He never said. No, he wouldn't. <laughs> I thought you were going to advertise in the papers. Oh, no, it's too expensive, you see. The advert was only going to take up half a page, and do you know what they wanted? Three and sixpence. Three and sixpence? Yes, and that was for just two insertions. So we decided to do it ourselves. Look, I painted these posters. What do you think? Oh, yes, they're very um, eye-catching, aren't they? Well, I've, I've gone in for bold colours. Mm, yes. Would you say you're a sort of primitive? Well, I was a bit of a late developer, but I wouldn't go as far as that. <laughs> no, I mean the posters. Oh. I was looking at the unevenness of the lettering and the way the different colours run yeah. into each yeah, other. Yeah, I, yeah. I see what you mean. Yes, I suppose I have got a rather distinctive style. As a matter of fact... I designed these collecting tins as well. Did you really? <laughs> I bet you can't guess what they were before. Cocoa tins? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, uh, is Uncle Arthur, I mean, Mr Wilson in? No, he's at a meeting of area branch managers. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. Now then, where can I stick my posters? Have you got any suggestions? Well, I, uh... It's got to be somewhere that will catch people's eyes when they come into the bank. Let's have a look now. Oh, no, don't you think you should wait for Mr Wilson? No, no, Uncle Arthur won't mind. Uncle Arthur. It must be wonderful to have him for an uncle. He's not my real uncle, you know. Isn't he? No, I've, I've always called him that since I was little. I see. He used to tuck me up in bed at night. Ah, oh, did he really? How sweet. And then he'd put Mr Snuggly in bed with me. How wonderful. <laughs> Mr. Snuggly, my teddy bear. Oh, I see. And then he used to kiss me and Mr. Snuggly night-night. Oh, how lovely to be Mr. Snuggly. What was that? Oh, sorry. I was just thinking out loud. Ah, now look. Now there's a good spot for a poster. Right under the portrait of the bank's founder. Oh, you can't put it there. You've covered up half of Sir George. I can't get it up any higher. There. Your peer needs you. Give us your support. It's a good job he was Sir George Swallow and not Lord George. Why? Well, people might think he was the peer that needed support. <laughs> I don't get that. Just one of my little puns. Yeah, now, now, look, the collecting boxes. If we put three along the counters here, and there, yeah, there we are. I really don't think you should do that, you know. You see, while, while people are queuing up to make a deposit in the bank, they can make a deposit in my collecting boxes as well. Oh, well I, I should really consult head office. I, I don't know what the directors will say. Well, there's no need to trouble them. I'm quite happy with this. Yes, thank you. Now, look, I think I'll pop along to Groves, the undertaker's. He's got a nice black marble slab in his window. It would set off one of my posters marvellously. Right, Guthrie, if you shove that table back against the football machine, we should be able to get four more chairs in there. I am not shoving anything else. Oh, not with my shoulder. The sciatica is spreading right up into my neck now. Anyway, 
How many people do you think are going to come? We're expecting an enormous response to our appeal. How are you? That's why we're holding the meeting here in the amusement arcade. If you ask me, all you need is a telephone box. <laughs> well, I'm not asking you. Now, get some more chairs, will you? It's nearly quarter to six. People will be arriving soon. Look, why don't you go and get some chairs? I can't go humping chairs about. I've got too many administrative problems to deal with. You mean you just stand there giving orders? <laughs> will you go and get some chairs? I can't, I tell you. I've got this pain in my neck. I don't know about pain in the neck. You're a right pain in the... Ah, oh, Pike's here. <laughs> oh, there. Nobody speaks to Fred Guthrie like that and gets away with it. I'll fix him. Hello, Mr Guthrie. Hello, yourself. Mm-hmm. What's the matter with Mr Guthrie? Miserable old sir. He's bone idle. That's his trouble. <laughs> Hello there, Mr Guthrie. Laurel and Hardy are down the end there. What? <laughs> oh, I see. Good afternoon. Uncle Arthur, mm. I see you've brought my collecting boxes back. Yes, I have. You've got those filled up quickly? Well, they're not exactly filled up. Well, you should have left them till they were. I wonder how much we've got. Well, uh, um, nothing. Nothing? No. You see, Frank, I'm afraid you can't sort of go around sticking collecting boxes willy-nilly in a bank. Why not? Well, it's just not done. Not only that, uh, but the cleaners complained that the tins had left nasty brown marks on the counter. You couldn't have washed the cocoa out properly, Parky. <laughs> Uncle Arthur, mm? I'm going to tell Mum about this. No, no, no. Frank, please. I wouldn't be at all surprised if she didn't cut your butter ration down. No, no. Let's <laughs> be reasonable. I hope you didn't take my poster down. Well, I'm afraid one of the directors of the bank insisted on it coming down because it obscured the portrait of Sir George. What's wrong with that? Well, uh, you'd only got it up as far as his nose, you see. Gave rise to a lot of ribald comments from the customers. I don't see why. Well, you see, the P of Pierre was right under his nose. Well, that's all right. Why shouldn't Sir George have a P under his hooter? Well, it wasn't so much that, because the paint had sort of run and it looked as if his nose was dripping. <laughs> well, perhaps nose is running his family. <laughs> well, it wasn't terribly good for the bank's image. So you took it down? Well, I'm afraid we had to. That's it, then. You won't get your butter or your egg tomorrow. No, 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 no. Don't go on, Frank. I think it's rotten. Typical, it is. Is that all they've got to think about at Swallows Bank? Oh, I can't stand that sort of petty small-mindedness. Don't sit there, Arthur. That chair's reserved for me. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Well, they'll be arriving soon. Yeah, I hope we've got enough seats. And as more than 500 turn up, you should be all right. You've canvassed this town from end to end, haven't you, Parky? That's right. From St Mary's Convent in the east to Johnson's Bakery in the west... And from Watkins Brewery in the north, right down to the pier. So you went from uh, nuns to buns via beer to the pier. <laughs> Pardon? Well, it's, it's all right, Frank. It's, it's just a joke, that's all. Yeah, well, I shouldn't bother, Arthur. You're wasted in that bank, you know. You should be writing for the Beano. <laughs> oh, nuns! Nuns! Buns! Count the comedy. Yeah, yes, I get it now. Yeah, it's yes. all right. Well, don't worry about it now, Frank. Did you have enough posters? Always been turning them out by the dozens, haven't you? Yeah, it was exhausting. I've only got one left now. Yeah, let's have a look. Blimey, I can hardly read it. And is this supposed to be my name at the bottom? It's more like Og than Hodges. <laughs> yes, sir, it does. <laughs> Quite appropriate. What? Uh, oh, no, nothing, nothing. Well, I was doing them so quickly, you see. I mean, I may have had to sacrifice some of my artistic integrity. Well, I'm sure it doesn't show. Hey, look, it's six o'clock. Yeah, the crowds of volunteers should be streaming in now. Exciting, isn't it, Uncle Arthur? Yes, it is. Nerve tingling. <laughs> I wonder who our first volunteer will be. Hello. 
I'm not too early, am I? Miss Perkins. Oh, Lord. I thought I'd get here before the rush. Well, that wouldn't be difficult. I didn't know you were interested in peers, Miss Perkins. Oh, yes. Your uncle and I share a lot of things in common. Really? Well, Hodges, uh, do you think this is wise? How do you mm. mean? Well, uh, having Miss Perkins here... Look, we mm. need all the help we can get. Besides, you never know, she might be a dab hand with a paintbrush. Hello there. This is the place, isn't it? Oh, yes. Come on in. <laughs> Ernest Walcott's the name. You must be Mr Hogg. Uh, Hodges, actually. <laughs> Thought so. This is Mr Pike. Hello. He's my partner. Thought so. Mr Wilson. How do you do? He's our financial advisor. Thought so. And this is Miss Perkins. Hello. She's Mr Wilson's... Thought so. <laughs> well, this is all tremendously exciting, isn't it? Well, yes, we, we're getting Fascinating excited subject, about Pierce. Fascinating. Do you know this was built by Eugenius Birch, didn't you? Yes, yes, well, I... Uh, Completed I... in 1860. Yes, I did actually, no. Not one of his best, of course, but a workmanlike effort nonetheless. I'm sure he'd be pleased to hear it. No, he's dead, actually. <laughs> yes, I, I had realised. He died in 1884, August the 10th, 4.30 in the morning. Oh, really? Yes. Actually, Mr Hogg... Hodges. Oh, thought so. I spotted one of your posters in the town, so I thought I'd pop along. <laughs> Clever idea, that, making them difficult to read. Makes people stop and look twice. <laughs> I don't think that was the... Did you get one of your grandchildren to draw them? As a matter of fact, I did them. Ah. Well, I hope you're feeling better now. <laughs> of course, this is my subject, you know. What? Art criticism? <laughs> no, no, no. Piers. I think you'll find there's very little I don't know about him. He's a bit of a know-all, isn't he, Bert? We need everyone we can get, Pikey. He was very rude about my posters. Of course, your first job will be to put back the missing bit, won't it? Well, it is fairly high on our list of priorities. I sometimes think uh, that... Good afternoon, all. Oh, good afternoon. I'm Mr Hodges. Oh, hello, dear. Olive Briggs, widow. <laughs> this is my partner, Mr Pike. Hello. And this is Miss Perkins, Mr Wilson and Mr... Woolcott. Hello. Hello. Hello, dears. Oh, this brings back memories. I haven't been on here since they closed it down. When was it now? Um, 1939? That's right. October the 12th at 3pm, to be exact. Was it really, dear? Then they blew it up on April the 17th the following year. That was 1940. Yes, we can count, thanks. He does go on, doesn't he, Uncle Arthur? Yes, he could become a bit of a bore. Me and my hubby, God rest his soul, used to come here regular on a Saturday. Did you really? It must have been fascinating. Oh, yes. He used to have a go on all the machines, rolling the halfpenny, test your strength, and that crane thing. Oh, we love that. Mind you, I used to draw the line at what the butler saw. On account of his heart condition. <laughs> yes, I don't think those sort of things are very nice anyway. Do you, Mr Wilson? Well, I've never really given it much thought. Well, anyway, after my hubby had been on all the machines, we used to walk along to the calf and have a pot of tea and a cream bun for sixpence. Is that all it costs? Yes, well, yes, it would, you see. I mean, we're talking now about really? pre-war prices when a penny bun cost a halfpenny. Now, before the Depression, of course, you could buy a penny bun for a farthing. And before that, of Do course, we're talking... Do you mind, talking... dear? I'm talking. I'm so sorry. 
as I was saying, when we'd had our tea, we'd come out and we'd listen to the band playing. Selections from Merry England, Chu Chin Chow and Radigal. I didn't think she'd use language like that. Those oh, <laughs> were the days. Here, Phil, when our organisation gets going, we'll soon have those days back again. Won't we, Mr Hodges? Oh, you can say that again, Pikey. I think you'll need a few more volunteers than you've got here to do that. Yes, it's funny that, isn't it? Hey, Miss Perkins, would you like to stick your head outside and see if you can see anybody coming? Yes, of course. I won't be a tick. I must say, I was expecting a much better turnout. Oh, I'm sure there'll be a lot more people soon, dear. Can you see anyone, Miss Perkins? Not a soul, I'm afraid. Perhaps they couldn't read your posters. I'm good at crosswords, but it was still quite tricky. <laughs> Do you know something, Uncle Arthur? What's that? I don't think I'm going to like Mr Walcott. I see. You've still got all the machines in here. Yes, well, we hope to get them back into working order. Ah, how are you going to do that? Ah, the usual way, I suppose. Take them to pieces and then repair them. The reason I ask is that it's one of my pet subjects, you see. Amusement machines. Yes, I thought it might be. <laughs> You're a proper little jack-of-all-trades, aren't you? <laughs> so if you ever need my help or advice, just give me a ring. It's Fanborn 482. Thank you. Remember not to make a note of that, Parky. <laughs> I've forgotten it already. Uh, Ernest, old chap, you wouldn't like to go and give Miss Perkins a hand, would you, see if you can see anybody? Of course not, only too glad. <laughs> God, blimey, he can talk the hind legs off a donkey. Yes, he's a bit of a chatterbox, isn't he? Mind you, my hubby, God rest his soul, he liked a nice chin wag. Did he? Yes. Actually, you're quite a bit like him. Really? Mm. Except, of course, he was good-looking. <laughs> see? There'll never be another like my Leonard, but I keep looking. <laughs> Here, are you married, dear? What? Uh, yes, thank you, yes. Uh, you're not, are you, Mr Wilson? Uh, no, no, actually I'm not. No, no I didn't. Thank you were. <laughs> What's the matter, then? No-one good enough for you? Oh, well, I... Uh, he sees himself as a carefree bachelor, don't you, Arthur? Drifting down life's highway. That's not good for you. It's high time you settle down. <laughs> I mean, you're not bad-looking in a vague sort of way. Well, thank you. Mind you, you're not my type. No offence, but, I mean, you're a little bit too airy-fairy for me. Oh, I see, what a pity. And I thought we might have made a go of it. The pier's deserted, Mr Hodges. Not a dicky bird. Mind you, we haven't been wasting our time, have we, Miss Perkins? We've had a fascinating discussion on tide patterns, haven't we? Oh, yes, fascinating. Not a lot of people realise, you know, it's the influence of the moon that controls the movement of the tides. Really? You see, what happens uh, is... What is the time, Arthur? Uh, it's uh, nearly half past six. We'd better give them a bit longer, hadn't we? I'll mm. go off and have another look, shall I? Thank you, Miss Perkins. And uh, take Professor Einstein with you. What? I see. Do you know anything about longshore drift? It's quite fascinating. <coughs> what happens is... Oh, God, he's off again. What's the time now, Uncle Arthur? Seven o'clock. There's still no sign of anyone. Thank you, Miss Perkins. I'll tell you something, Pikey. This is a bitter blow. Nobody wants to support her pier. Oh, don't take on so, dears. You'd have thought this pier would have meant something to the people of Frambourne. Well, I did question the wisdom of this volunteering in the first place. Well, I can't understand it. I spoke to a lot of people and they said they were coming. Yeah, well, obviously it's not very important to them. Well, there's not much point in hanging on any longer. No, 
We might as well forget the whole thing. Anyway, thanks to those of you who took the trouble to turn up. Yes, thank you very much. We uh, might as well go home. Oh, what a shame, dear. I think we ought to form some sort of committee, you know. Then, of course, we'll need a subcommittee and, of course, a standing committee. I wouldn't mind sitting on that. I don't think you want to take anything else on, dear. I think you've got quite enough on your plate. Well, I wouldn't mind acting as personal assistant to Mr Wilson. Now, isn't that a coincidence? I was just about to volunteer my services. Well, that's awfully good of you both, but I, I don't think we need to rush into those things. Yeah. Pikey, have you seen Guthrie lately? No, not since I first got here. He should be here to lock up. If you're talking about Fred Guthrie, he was just leaving as I came on the pier. Oh! What is it, Mrs Briggs? My foot's gone clean through the planking. Let me give you a hand. Come on, come on, come on. There we are. You okay? Oh, yes, yes, Tar. It's rotten, you know, some of this flooring. Yes, well, that's why we want volunteers to help fix it. Look at all those people by the gate. What are they doing there? Well, at the risk of stating the obvious, I say they were trying to get in. The gates must be locked. Well, who would have done that? There's only one person, Guthrie. He's deliberately locked up and gone home. You don't know that for sure. Who else is there? Wait till I get my hands on him, I'll wring his scraggy neck. And I'll tear him limb from limb. No, no, no. I will. Calm down, I will. Frank. Frank. Yes. Limb from limb, yes, I will. Yes, yes. All right, all right, all right. See, they've turned up after all. It looks like it, Pikey. I told you, dear, this pier means a great deal to Framborn. Hadn't we better open the gates and let them in? Good idea, Miss Perkins. Here's the keys. You can do it if you like. All right, oh, Mr Hodges. Well, Arthur, Pikey, I think we're going to be all right. Yeah, just look at all those people, Uncle Arthur. Exactly. They can see it's a worthwhile cause. I hope so, for the bank's sake. Don't you worry, Arthur. We're going to be all right. Just look at them flooding onto the pier. Yes, I think perhaps we are. Just so long as they don't all stand on the same bit of rotten flooring at once. You've been listening to It Sticks Out Half a Mile. Starring John LeMessurier as Arthur Wilson, Ian Lavender as Frank Pike, and Bill Pertwee as Mr Hodges, whose characters were originally created by Jimmy Perry and David Croft. Also in the cast were Vivian Martin as Miss Perkins, Glyn Edwards as Guthrie, Michael Knowles as Ernest Woolcott, and Hilda Braid as Mrs Briggs. It sticks out half a mile, was written by Harold Snowd and Michael Knowles, and produced by Martin Fisher. And efforts to get the pier back in shape continue next week when Uncle Arthur upsets Mavis. The Comedy Club on BBC Radio 4 Extra. I'm thrilled to welcome to the Comedy Club <laughs> Alice Fraser. Now, this is a little thing I like to ask at the Comedy Club. What was the worst gig you ever did? Um, the worst gig I ever did was a... I, I did a satirical news show in Australia. It's like a podcast. Mm -hmm. And they did a fundraiser. And one of the prizes for the fundraiser was a private performance. And a wife bought it for her husband's 75th birthday. This sounds, this has not started well. So it was, so not only, okay, first wasn't getting paid doing it for this fund. Yeah. Okay. So that, that's originally, initially already a bad thing. Yeah. And then it was in this 
fancy butcher in the eastern suburbs of Sydney, like a, one of those marble sausages on thrones, <laughs> golden doorknobs yeah. kind of things. And this yeah. butcher did night meals of meat. And so it was 16 people eating steak around a table. We were a surprise. Four of the five comedians were vegetarians. <laughs> and they had carcasses rotating on this kind oh, of conveyor dear. belt in the corner of your vision as you performed comedy to people who did not want comedy. They just wanted to eat steak. And the lady who hired us was a previous Miss Australia winner and very drunk and wanted attention and heckled us. The whole oh, way through. Dear. That is the worst gig I have ever that done. That takes some beating, I must say. Goodness me.